You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 56 with Brittany Waters. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this conversation today with my friend, Brittany. Uh, I don't call her Brittany, I call her Britt. Um, Britt and I have actually been friends for like 16 years, but we recently reconnected. We actually went to high school together. Um, and I wanted her to come on because she is my coach at the gym that I go to here in Miami. It's called Vice Fitness. Her husband, Peter Kazanis, is a partner at the gym, and he does all the programming at that gym. And I've just been so impressed with the stuff that they come up with, with how they work out, how effective it is, how smart the programming is. And you guys, I have been around so many coaches, and Britt and her husband, Peter, are just amazing, top-notch, smart, incredible, one-in-a-million type coaches, for real. And I feel so fortunate to be able to work out with them and to get that programming and be part of that gym. Um, If anybody's local to Miami, please come visit the gym and try out a class or maybe just come and join. We work out, Britt and I work out with a group of women that we love um, at six in the morning, Monday through Friday and on Saturdays as as well, but a little bit later. So definitely come check it out if you're local. If you're not local, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to Peter's continuity group. So he has something called LiveWad where he does programming for people at a distance. So um, be sure to check out that link if you're interested in Peter's programming. He is also available for um, like access to him if you want to just talk to him or something. That's an upgrade that you can get or if you have any questions about your programming, any questions about any of the lifts or how you should do it or whatever, there's an upgrade that you can get. But Britt is one of those people who is like a sunshine human. And I tell her that all the time. She's just really positive and fun to be around. And she has really taught me a lot when it comes to the way that you think about working out and the way that you think about getting stronger. Many of you also know, which I've talked about on this podcast, that I had to take a break from working out and specifically with weights and CrossFit and doing like really intense stuff. I had to take a break from that for like two years Because due to some poor uh, coaching that I went through before, many of you know this, like I said, um, due to some coaching that I went through before where I was not fueling my body properly, I was not eating any carbs, I was basically eating keto and doing CrossFit and even working out more on top of that. 
Um, and I saw zero results ever. Uh, my body just got completely messed up. My hormones got messed up. Uh, I started gaining weight when I was eating like a thousand or 1200 calories per day. My body was just completely out of whack and I had to take a break from weightlifting for like a year and a half or two years. And it wasn't up until a year and a half ago that I started to touch weights again. And Derek and I got a set here in our home, which you've probably seen on my Instagram stories. Um, and I was doing yoga, a lot of Ashtanga yoga in between the time that I was not weightlifting anymore, kind of taking that break. And I was walking too, but I always felt like something was missing. Like I really wasn't uh, getting that amazing sweat that you get sometimes when you're just working out hard and it feels good. Um, and I was like, you know, I was lifting, but I was also like checking my phone between sets and like really not putting a hundred percent into it. Although I was still moving and I still had a little bit of muscle definition. Um, but really when I started to work out with Brit and Peter, I really started to see my body change. And what's crazy is that like, it didn't feel like I was efforting into it. Although I did work my butt off and like you'll hear in the episode, Britt really encourages me to pick up the heavier weight and to try it and to surprise myself, which I always feel better afterwards. Um, but I really wasn't pushing myself during that time. And I, when I reconnected with her again, she suggested I come to her gym, like I said, and I feel like it's been the most fun I've ever had working out. And I haven't really felt like I have been willpowering my way into it. Of course I have discipline, um, but it's just part of my day now and it feels like fun. And it's actually the least amount of time that I've spent working out ever. And the most I've eaten eating the right proper foods. So like high protein, really low sugar, even fruits. Like I've really cut down on the amount of sugar intake that I have in general. Um, tons of veggies and appropriate starches. Um, you know, just nutrient dense whole food starches like oatmeal or sweet potatoes or squashes and things like that. Um, so just eating well and working out like really for not that much time. Um, and my body has really changed and it has kind of come as a surprise. Like I said, obviously I felt myself working and you know, you know how it feels when you go through strength training, <laughs> like it just kind of hurts sometimes, but it has been fun at the same time. And Brit has really pushed me a lot and pushed me more than I've been pushed in a really long time. And um, I think that that's a sign of a good coach. And I think everybody should have a coach, even if you can't afford it right now or something, find a way to read a book where someone can guide you through that. And you can kind of have their voice in your head, because I think that as humans, we always want to take the lazy way. And we always want to, I mean, like there's nothing wrong with that. That's just like how our brains are wired. So in order to get better, in order to really, really reach our full potential, we have to push and it kind of has to hurt a little bit. And there's really nothing wrong with that. It's really going to make you such a better human overall. The stuff and the discomfort that we go through when we are lifting or working out or whatever, that resiliency and that strength really spills over into so many different areas of our lives. And that's why I really love it. And 
why I encourage you to try to find either a community or a coach or a place or even just having some music in your headphones that can pump you up to like really just feel better and to, you know, not be obsessed with it and to live life as you do this. Because for so long, I was not uh, willing to, you know, be unstrict from my diet and it didn't get me in a good place. So, um, really listen to the episode and, um, let us know if you want to join vice. Like I said, I'm going to put all of the stuff in the show notes for Peter's continuity group for, uh, Brit's Instagram. Uh, if you want to reach out to her and say hi, and also for vice. And with that, I'm going to stop talking because I've been rambling. Let's just get right into the episode. So I'm here with my coach and good friend, Brit, uh, Brittany Waters. And we recently reconnected. We went to high school together. Uh, we were in ceramics class together and we reconnected because we live in the same uh, community here in Miami. And I was going on a walk one day and she saw me and she sort of recruited me into her gym that she has with her husband and another partner. Um, and yeah, you've been such a good inspiration in my life and somebody who pushes me every single day. So I just wanted you to come on and talk about uh, the ways that you push yourself, strength training, and being like such a good example of positivity. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's get started. How did you sort of get to where you are with your training? Um, give us like your story like just getting to where you are today? I think it takes being 31 years old, I finally feel like I almost figured it out and what makes me feel good and what I need to do on a daily basis in regards to eating and exercising and not being so strict and having guidelines because the minute you restrict yourself or say, I have to work out for an hour Mm -hmm. or I have to eat this much protein or I can't have that, you just feel out of balance and you're missing the point. It's all about, you know, what feels good. Exactly. Right. So you want to feel good after a workout. Is it always about a PR? Is it always about how fast you ran in a 5k Mm -hmm. or how far you walked? No, it's about giving yourself that time and kind of, if you take the focus off of you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lift this because it's gonna make me look good. No, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna work out because it feels good. And if you surround yourself with the right type of community, mm-hmm. for us, that's yeah, very important. A group of five girls in the morning that yeah. show up for each other through all of our moods. Yeah, because we <laughs> through don't periods, have them. Yeah. through moon cycles, through, through you know, injuries, <laughs> injuries, fights with our parents, yes. wedding planning, yes, daily stress. Yeah. Hangriness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You name it. We all have our things, but surrounding ourselves with that common, um, you know, the goal that we're not, we're not perfect exactly. and we don't strive to be perfect. And yeah. the side result is looking better mm-hmm. and being more confident in our body. But that's a side effect it's from just effect. showing up every day and giving yourself that hour to to sweat yeah and to have fun yeah and not you know not put so much stress on the whole journey exactly it's more like you know just giving yourself a time away from your every day you can't really think about anything else when you're in the gym no (laughs) but but it's something that like I think is 
you know, we, you and I talk a lot. Like we have these conversations like all every the time, day. every day. <laughs> text um, messages. We text all, all day. day. We've become like just really close throughout this process. And, um, and I think it's been like five or six months now that like I've been back in the gym with you. And it really came at a perfect time because like I, it was kind of like serendipitous the way that we like Absolutely. connected again yeah. because we we're both, uh, you just got married twice to the same person. <laughs> same person. <laughs> they yes. never got to, they just had two different weddings. Uh, Brittany's, uh, husband is Greek. So they had a wedding in Greece and then they just had one in, um, Key Largo. Uh, and then I'm getting married too. So we like, you know, I was, you know, we were both like planning our weddings and going through all of this. And when I met you, I was like still walking, still lifting but not um, in a super intense way. Just like, okay, I'll do my deadlifts, I'll do like my squats, but not really like pushing mm-hmm. myself. And I think that in order to get to that next level in your life, whether that is um, through working out or in business and your relationships, you need to be pushed by something external because I think as humans, we get comfortable. Um, but I think that in order to uh, really get there, you're not going to want to do it all the time. You know what I mean? You're not going to want to feel. That's why I think having a community and doing something is so important. But you and I talk about the fact that like we only have so much energy in a day to do what we need to do. And working out and training in the morning is something that gives us back this sort of energy to do what it is that we need to do to like really feel like well, after I work out, I'm like, okay, now I'm myself. Right. You know, exactly. instead of viewing and that's always been the case for me like even if it's yoga or walking like doing something but I think pushing it a little bit um and making yourself super uncomfortable is really where it's at right remember that quote I sent you I wrote on a post-it yes about a stimulus creates yes it's like a catalyst for opportunities for you for your own self-growth so if you do the same exact thing every single day Mm -hmm. you're never going to get stronger exactly you're never going to get better exactly and let's talk about yesterday when (laughs) we were doing box jumps yeah well first we were doing thrusters and i hit my head with the bar well right you hit your chin i hit my chin but then you kept going yeah i kept going and you were also doing the weight that was the really weight, uncomfortable the prescribed weight which was a heavier weight 65 yeah. pounds for you yeah and I know that in the mornings when I see the workout I'm like she's gonna make me do the weight that's really uncomfortable for me right. you know yeah and I'm like oh fuck like now I'm gonna have to do this <laughs> thing but then you know it's really something that after you do it it's like okay now it's like now I'm stronger mm-hmm. now I I actually did something that I didn't think that I was capable of and I see that in you every time because no matter what you're always pushing yourself, always going just way further than, um, I think you believe you can, which is amazing, but let's start like kind of from the beginning. How did you, what started your sort of like athletic journey and compared to where you are now, where did you used to be and how have, how has like your mindset changed and stuff like that? As a kid, my mom put me in ballet and I didn't I hated it. Mm-hmm. She bribed me with a cookie. So, okay. okay. I, went, I went for the chocolate and vanilla cookie. It was yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah. But I, I was just so uncomfortable. And then they put me in soccer in about first or second grade. And it was the first time in my life. I was a shy kid. First time in my life, I was like running circles around the boys. And I felt good. I had a different sense of confidence. Mm. And so from a young age, I knew that I would always be into athletics. And 
carrying that over. I played college softball. I played three sports in high school. So there was always a practice. There was always something mm. new to learn yeah. and a challenge. And uh-huh. it was the competition of wanting to be the best. Well, okay, what happens when you're out of college? You want to be the best in your career, but you still are used to a practice. An hour a day where you're just playing. It's so like, you've had it's that like this whole time. So I've always, yeah, I've always, always done had, like, something in a day. Okay. It was, it was always there. Ever since you were like... Ever since okay. I was like probably six or seven. Wow. So having like that hour or two... Yeah. To having have... an hour to just not think about life and focus on something fun. Yeah. And challenging and competitive. That's okay. the reward. So it was never like, oh, I have to go do this. It was never. It was something okay. I looked forward to. It was like a, re- a mental recess okay. for me. But then, you know, we all go through those phases of doing it for the wrong reasons. I have to run an hour today or I have to run five miles because I want to be thin. Mm. I want to look a certain way. It was never about feeling a certain way. So even at the beginning, it wasn't like that? Um, this didn't happen. No, in the beginning, as a kid, it was, it was fun. It was still fun. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course yeah, it yeah. was fun. Yeah. Then you get into high school where you care about your body yeah. and your looks and you're comparing your bodies to other girls. So what and, happened then? Like what... What, do you remember like a shift that happened or something? I just remember going into high school and putting a lot of stress on myself. Like I knew I had an athletic body and I was mm-hmm. happy with it and I was always little, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be littler. Mm. It was like an inner challenge and competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I didn't eat as much as I should have been. I eventually lost my period. I was down to like 103 pounds because I was running every day before practice. So in addition to going to softball, basketball, or volleyball practice, I would run extra. Not because it would help me for the sport. That would have been a different thing. And not because it was required. And not because it was required. I would do this on my own because I wanted to be thinner. Oh, and I okay. wanted to... Yeah, it's so common. I, I wanted to be thinner because it was a body image thing. Mm-hmm. And then... Even though you were already... Even though I was already yeah, thin. And yeah. I was already athletic. I had yeah, a great yeah, yeah. little tiny, cute little body. Um, so then I lost my period. I got it late anyway since I was athletic. And I lost my period, and the doctor said, if you don't get your period back, I'm checking you into an institution because you need help. And I didn't realize, I didn't know, mm-hmm. that I had an exercise eating disorder. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I was like, I'm athletic. No, I'm working out, and I'm yeah, eating healthy. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, you're not eating carbs. You're not eating fats. You're sticking to foods that don't really have enough nutrition in them so you were just eating and they're not like protein fueling you um oh yeah i would have like grilled chicken uh-huh um, and it's you know when you're a kid you don't know. it was yeah, sugar yeah. it was sugar-free or fat-free yogurt yeah which is not healthy yeah. that's a chemical yeah. shit it's processed yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. completely processed well, that's what we think back then rice crispy rice krispies with skim milk yeah was a common low snack yeah. or you know anything low fat basically i didn't consume fat okay but i consumed a lot of sugar yeah, yeah. I yeah. just, I you didn't just know. Burn it. And I would yeah. eat three apples a day and just fill myself with that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling moody and wondering. Like, what's going on? Well, you probably weren't getting and enough one, fats. And wondering why. Yeah, yeah I was, yeah. I was or, just, or just malnutrition. Malnutrition. In yeah. I didn't realize it. So then, you know, I kind of balanced out and I, after she scared me. So then I. What did your mom think? Was your My mom? mom was the one who was supportive and took me okay. to the person, was like, I think she has an issue. Oh, wow. She wasn't, That's amazing. Yeah, she wasn't against me or anything. She's like, she's lost her period. She looks really thin and she's athletic. I think she needs, I think she's not eating right. And she will refuses to eat 
more carbs. She refuses to eat carbs, or she refuses to eat any fat. Mm. So after that little talk, I gained about 10 pounds. I remember the first day I went to lunch at school, and I made a sandwich with pasta in it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it was like, style. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like. Carbs on carbs. Let carbs on carbs. This could be fun. Yeah. Until I woke up one day, and I was just completely not happy in my body. I had gained 10 pounds, so I was probably like. No, probably more than that. Maybe 12 pounds. I was 122, and I mm-hmm. stopped running. So I just, I just didn't feel good. Then I got to college, and I realized through strength training in college that we were forced to do it for not forced. It was, it was it part was of softball yeah, training. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to do. You can't just practice softball every day. You have to do cardio. You know, we would do running days, and then we would do strength training days. And I realized that was really fun, and it was rewarding to see myself get stronger. And they taught mm. us how to eat more wholesome foods. Mm-hmm. I still was not eating the best stuff. You know, I love my frozen yogurt with rainbow yeah, sprinkles. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that was like every Wednesday night. And mm-hmm. I didn't really drink in college, so that wasn't the problem. And then that was more on the train of like, I'm getting, I feel balanced. I feel better. But I, I still ran. And I ran in college just because it felt good. Kind of as a stress reliever. And I knew that if I could give myself that time of day away from studying, away from the pressure of softball practice mm-hmm. and just do it for fun and be outside in North Carolina and enjoy it. Um, that this was something that I just, it, I, I like to do for myself. So then after college, I guess I went through a phase of drinking. Yes. And I realized I love beer mm-hmm. and wine a lot. Because you didn't have that in your college time. Yeah, I didn't okay. really drink in college. It was more okay. so like I'd have three Smirnoff ices like once a month. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah. bake Funfetti with my best friend. Like uh-huh. that was our cheat meal. I guess okay. that was our weekend. So then we get out of college and it's, we're in our 20s. We're trying to find ourselves. We're in the real world, adult life. You have to start paying your own bills. And you're back in Miami now. And I'm back in Miami, and I'm in a situation with a relationship that's not healthy mm-hmm. and not really good for me. And that's where the drinking environment came in. And my exercise, my feel-good hour of the day was pushed aside. I can remember... Not working out for months, actually. Oh wow! It was it was a while that I didn't work picture. out for months. Okay, and that and was when you were in that like, relationship. I was in that relationship right out of college. I was just I just felt completely lost. Uh huh. And just not being happy, and so I would drink every day. Almost yeah. every day I would drink, and I that was my hour. That took the place of my mm. hour of running or whatever I was doing. And that goes along to prove too that like everything is a habit. You know, so you have like a space in your life that Mm -hmm. is used as like for you to rejuvenate yourself or to feel better and it can easily be replaced with even something that's unhealthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was replaced with, um, drinking's fun. Yeah, of course it is. And so I I just wanted to get buzzed because then I would forget that I didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wake up one day and I'm like, holy shit, I have a beer belly. This isn't cute. You know, everybody's telling me you look great. You're so thin. But when I take off my shirt and I'm at the beach I have a beer belly <laughs> and you just don't feel good and I hated know, but, it I yeah. felt constantly bloated mm-hmm. and getting buzzed every day is temporary you wake up and you're in this body and you just you don't have that happiness yeah so I started running little by little and getting back into it and then a friend had suggested we should try CrossFit 
and I was totally against the idea of group classes. Mm. I because I was a college athlete, I knew yeah. what to do on my own. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay to do a membership and go to group classes. That's cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of people say too that like you can't get the same results in a group class because it's the group, like versus like individualized right. plans like, and training. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, whatever I did it just because I was kind of pushed into it. <laughs> And I fell in love with it because every single day it was something different. Yeah. And I, and I found my competitive release. So I was able mm. to run faster. Like someone was ahead of me and I was like, oh, this feels so good. I want to I beat them. Mm-hmm. Or do burpees faster than someone else. And then I, that was six years ago. But I was still not eating, eating right. I was eating probably too much. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I ate healthy. But like two chicken breasts I would have for lunch. Yeah. Instead of one. Okay. And drinking all the time still. Mm. But I but I felt good because yeah. I was having that happy hour that of my day. Yeah. So I can remember talking to one of my CrossFit coaches and just being like, How do I what do I need to do extra to lose weight? Like I want to get rid of my beer belly. And he's like, Was you that Panos? No, no, oh, it, was, okay. it was a different guy. Okay. And um, he said, You can't outwork your diet Brit what are you eating and I told him about that and I told him about the drinking and he's like okay you're eating too much protein and you can't drink every day you can't outrun the glasses of wine you're having every day so you can sit here and work out for the class and then you could stay an hour after and do stuff but it doesn't matter if you go home and have three glasses of wine every day so little by little you know, I challenged myself, oh, okay, I'm not going to drink every day this week. I'm going to take one day off. Mm. But then what did I do with that hour? Yeah. It was yeah. very, like, I was confused. Well, it's, and it's uncomfortable. And it was it, very uncomfortable. It's very, when you're used to, and this is, like, something that I always tell the listeners, too, that when we are in a habit, even if it doesn't feel good to us, like, for example, the drinking where you yeah. drink and then you don't feel awesome afterwards, to have that space where you once did something that was habitual mm-hmm. and then to have it open up and be like, what the fuck? It like, was a complete it's habit. It's totally, it's like, and people stay stuck there for a long time because they can't deal with not gravitating towards the thing that was once there for them, even if it didn't make them feel mm-hmm. awesome. Right. It was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I struggled with it for like two years, you know, still working out really hard, maybe two and a half, three years, working out really hard. And drinking a lot, and that was my balance. Then I become, then I became single, and I was like completely a hot mess. Like, yeah. yay! I yeah, gotta yeah. live my life to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. Drink yeah. every day, happy hour every day. Work out really hard because yeah. the workout was fun. Yeah, and it was rewarding. Yeah. However, and by this time you had left that relationship. Yes, I was. I was on my own. So okay. we talk about a different stimulus and the challenge. On always getting better. Well, mm-hmm. it was my husband right now. Yeah. He was my coach, and he was like, "You're kind of lazy. Like you show up every morning at six thirty. You're always talking when I'm talking. You're never <laughs> trying to lift heavier. You're always doing. You're never doing the RX weight, which is the prescribed weight that they recommend. Uh-huh. And it's okay to which scale. Which is hard. Which is hard. Which is hard. It's, it's okay to hard, scale, but yeah. okay, you've been doing CrossFit for three years and you're still, you're never picking up heavier weight. You're never challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, my defense mechanism was like, what are you talking about? I went out last night and I didn't go to bed till 12 and I drank five glasses of wine and my ass is here at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. That's not discipline. Yeah. He was like, 
dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just, I don't even know what to say to yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a warped way of thinking. Right, you know? he's like, that's great. I'm really proud that you're proud of yourself that you're here, but yeah. you're never getting better. Yeah. So he... And you didn't know that, right? Or like, did right. you just think like... And I feel like a lot of people are in that place too, where they might just be doing a workout uh, that they're just comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they don't know that they could feel better by pushing themselves. Exactly. You don't, you don't know. And I think it was really him. He made me think, you know, he challenged me like, you don't have to drink every day. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Like, go do something. Yeah. <laughs> Clean your yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do some laundry. Yeah, yeah. You know, just try, to, be, else. Yeah. Just try to find something else. And so I kind of set myself as, well, I'm going to prove this guy wrong. And I, and I think I did it to prove him wrong, not to prove to myself and whatever, it worked. Mm-hmm. And little by little, I was like, okay, I'm going to lift the heavier weight. And it sucked. It you sucks. know, I was like, let's oh, talk about God, that for a moment. It like it hurts big yeah. time. Like, and I feel like it's such a good metaphor. I was actually going to do an Instagram post about this because like, we'll get into this later, but I feel like so many people avoid strength training mm-hmm. um because it is so uncomfortable like to do lunges with two 35 pound kettlebells like you yeah. like you know encourage me to do yes it hurts so much I like not, with not, the eye glare yeah she does like she <laughs> with even, the if eye I'm, even if i even if i'm across the room <laughs> she, i'll try to hide from her and she'll still be glaring like the little eye emoji that's what i think of like the two eyes you looking feel my i feel her eye because, energy because i think you know that i can yes it can and, and, can. and that's why you do it as a coach because it's like i know she can and i know and i feel like that is a sign of a good coach and a good friend is being willing to like not be liked all the time either. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you are a coach, if you're somebody who pushes people, then you have to be open to that. Like right. it's not going to be rosy all the time. Like, no, like step up to be who it is that you're capable of. Like that's just a metaphor mm-hmm. to have it, you know, have the gym be like a lab yeah. almost. So then it can, you can go do it later in another way. But I want people to know that like, what you're scared of is the magic that will translate into yeah. all areas of your life. Because you know afterwards, I mean? you pick up the weight, and how do you feel? You're like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that workout with that weight. Yes. I didn't even think I could do that. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you know, and that's the, the benefit of a coach. If you have a coach who believes in you, coaches plant the seed of confidence. Yeah. When we don't think we can do it, they're there to say, just try it. Yeah. You know, just hold on to it. Don't change the weight just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you will survive. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard right now, but you'll thank, your, you, you'll thank yourself afterwards. Exactly. And little by little, you step higher and higher and build the weight, and that's the way we get stronger. Yeah. As, and, even, and even from, like, a, a body change perspective, uh, talk about how uh, people's bodies can change based off of how heavy they go. And talk about your own experience Right, with so that. strength training. So, yeah. like I said, my husband was the one who... He wasn't my husband at the time. He was, like, this coach that I just thought was a jerk because he called me lazy when... You know, he was my outside catalyst. I call him yeah. my green beetle because he came into my life and just completely changed the way I thought, the way I felt. And I didn't know that I could feel this good. Yeah. So by lift... You know, by challenging me to not lift the same exact fucking weight every day mm-hmm. and to lift a little heavier built up my mental strength but yeah. then I got stronger and I was afraid that I would get butch like most of yeah. us 
Right? Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah. get, you don't want, oh, strength training, I'm going to get butch. Yeah. Well, or even just large, like just I'm, larger muscles that perhaps like might, we, I mean, if I you don't want to look that, this way. If you, right. I mean, some people want that, like that's totally fine. Everybody can want what they want. Everyone has like their preferences. Um, and we're not saying that like a certain body type is better or whatever, but that's the fear that most women have is like, you're going to pick up a hundred pounds and then automatically you're just gonna morph into this person that you don't want to look like but I'm like do you know how much like how much you need to eat and how much work like people work eight hours a day right to perform like that and then to subsequently look like that as and well. that's that's another it thing it takes effort. a lot of effort a lot of time a lot of it Food. takes years yeah. to build years. up to look yeah. like those bodybuilders yeah you're, you're not gonna look like that mm -hmm. if you could do a little challenging you know, set where you could do a workout with body weight, or you could probably do a third of the weight, a third of the workout reps with a heavier weight, which are you going to be more tired from the heavier weight? Yeah. You know, when we do our weight training sessions, you saw the other day we talked about, you're like, Whoa, I'm out of breath because it jacked up your heart rate trying oh, yeah. to lift a heavier, a oh, heavier weight. I talk about it all the time that like, uh, even when your husband Panos is there, like it, it takes everything out of me. It takes like everything out there's of something that I feel inside. It's like scraping. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> digging, oh, like literally digging everything. But I feel like it's such, I'm going to go back to the metaphor again. It's such a beautiful metaphor because it's like, you can do that somewhere else now. Now that like, I feel like almost the body is like a path to power in okay. other areas as well, because what, how we feel physically, uh, sets the foundation for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like in, in order to, to be pushed, we need to have somebody like you in our lives. And, and also to go off of that, if you wake up in the morning and you do a really, you, you do a workout that you're proud of, like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe I did that workout at that weight Yeah. at the prescribed 65 pounds. Maybe I wasn't the fastest in the class, Yeah. but I did it for myself and it sucked in the moment. It was really hard, but the rest of your day, you kind of have a different confidence aura to yes, you. Like yeah. whatever else is thrown at you, you just, it's like whatever. Yeah. Your mindset is just getting stronger every single day. You challenge yourself with little challenges. Exactly. And that could be, that could be anything. I mean, mm -hmm. that could be, okay. I'm, I, I lifted this weight or I had this workout. I was tired. I was grumpy. Now I feel better. Well, for me, now I want to go home and clean my room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I want to wash those dishes that yeah, I was too exactly. lazy to wash last night. It's just... Or maybe now I want to go have that difficult conversation yeah. with someone. Now like, you're ready to tackle a difficult a difficult task. Topic. Whatever whatever we have in, in our lives. And I want you to also talk about like how aesthetically you changed once you made that shift in like, you know, being willing to yeah. go a little bit heavier and to push yourself a little bit more. Aesthetically, I didn't think I could be leaner. Mm -hmm. And it was my husband who was like, well, if you lift heavier, you're going to build more muscle. Because that's what it takes, right? In order to build muscle, we need Absolutely. to lift heavier. Yeah. You constantly, and I want people to know that. Correct. You, know? you constantly need to get stronger mm -hmm. and, and challenge your body. Yeah. And if you're able to do that over time and keep your nutrition in check, and that goes for not being consistent. You know, having your cheat days and realizing, well, that didn't feel good. Maybe I just need a cheat meal. 
Yeah. And not having it every day. Or not even a cheat meal, just like something. Give yourself something you. You, you really want and being mindful about it. Cause I yeah. like, I'm not really big on cheap meals. Cause I'm like, what? I'm like, you're what not really cheating. A treat? Or a treat. Yeah just, yeah. just something that you feel something like having sometimes. Good. Because like, I feel like a diet is not something that you can cheat on. It's you know what I mean? Right. It's just something that you're choosing to make you know, healthy choices because you have a positive intention for yourself. Like I want to feel great. Therefore, um, I'm going to eat a certain way and I'm not willing to maybe feel shitty right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to eat that stuff because what I used to do is like eat super, super clean throughout the week and then have my cheat meal and just blow the entire day regardless of whether I wanted to or not. Just because you Just because it's the cheat day. And it's the habit. And it's the habit. So it's like, just because it's the cheat day today, then I'm going to blow it literally the entire day from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Like not constantly eating, Mm -hmm. but like every meal would be that. Like, and I didn't even want, I didn't even ask myself if like I wanted, um, you know, whatever it was that I was having. It's like, well, this is the day. So this is what I'm doing. Instead of, Maybe, and then I would like be maybe two days later at like my birthday party eating a little salad. (laughs) Your birthday party. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, or like a celebration or something special, eating something um, that I didn't want to eat when I actually really wanted the other stuff. And Mm -hmm. I could have had a mindset shift and said, like, okay, this is actually what I want to do right now. And it's worth it today to do it because I'm around people because we talked about that. Yeah. Because it's really like contributing to the social factor and stuff and really checking in with myself versus having like this external thing that's dictating, you know, what I'm eating. That that goes with, if you just like go with what feels good. Exactly. Which is such a scheduled life. Well, exactly. It's your lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we live on a Monday to Monday through Sunday schedule, Mm -hmm. but some days I want to go for wings on a Thursday. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and that's fine. Wings and beer on a Thursday is fine. It's not like, I need to eat healthy Monday, every single yes. meal. It's it's more so just a balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not a diet. No, Because exactly. the minute you say diet, that restricts your mind, and what do you want to do? Rebel. It will, exactly. When you're, when you're a little kid and your parents are like, don't eat that next cupcake. Yeah. What do you want to do? You're going to fucking cupcake. wake up in the middle of the night and sneak that cupcake yes. in. Yes. And, and you don't even want more. it. Yeah. You, you do it you don't because... You want it. You have an external you, thing you that's telling you no. Yeah. And then you might go overboard. And again, you're not really checking in with yourselves of like how you feel. How you feel. How is this going to make me feel? Exactly. And even when you do like, okay, it's Halloween. What's my favorite candy? I love Twix and Snickers. Mm-hmm. I'll have one. Yes. And that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know it makes me feel good. I'm not binging. I'm not going to go have five because then I'm going to beat myself up. I didn't want five. Well, and how will you actually feel if you have five? You won't feel good. Well, exactly. You'll feel bad. You'll be like... You'll feel bloated. Yeah. You're not going to... One, I'm fine. I'm yeah. happy. I gave in to my craving. I'm human. And you can't... You know, there's no restriction. And something I always say too is like the quantity of the food doesn't have anything to do with how much you enjoy it. Right. So like I used to think like, oh, in order for me to really enjoy something, I'm going to need to eat like the entire pint of ice cream mm-hmm. or I'm going to need to have an entire dessert uh, or exactly. a full plate. And, and again, really not checking in with myself and just saying like, no matter what, like in order for me for this to be worth it and to enjoy it, I need to have a huge quantity of it. But what happens when you do that is like you check out. 
Yeah. And you're just like automatically you numb eating and, and numbing just, yeah. versus really just being mindful. And then you're good with like, now when I eat sweets and stuff, I'm like, I don't even want five because I'm present for each bite. Mm-hmm. So I'll have like maybe two or three bites or whatever. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm obsessed with my peanut butter cups. <laughs> you know, I love my Justin's yeah. and I'll have like every once in a while I'll buy a bag of them. Um, and I'll tell myself like, okay, you can have as many as you want. And I usually just end up eating two you won't or want, one. You don't want that many. No, exactly. I usually, if I allow myself, I'm like, I'm just going to eat as many as I want. And then I'll have one or two at most. Mm-hmm. And then it's like not appealing anymore. Now it's like, well, it's you like, know, you know, eating for me, f- some food, the same, it tastes the same every single bite. How much the gratification gets lower well, exactly. and lower and lower, the more the you law eat. diminishing returns. Yeah. The law diminishing returns. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And my husband is like a, he has a good way of doing it. He'll buy ice cream because uh-huh. he loves ice cream. Yet. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's make a protein shake, you know. Yeah, but some yeah, days yeah. he just wants his ice cream. He'll serve himself a little bowl uh-huh. and he won't overeat the whole, he won't serve himself a huge bowl. He'll have yeah. a little portion. He's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I, I look at him like, okay, I would want a huge bowl of ice cream yeah. if I'm going to go and yeah. get that. Yeah. But you know, he'll have a little bowl and then maybe the next day he wants it. Maybe not. Maybe the yeah. next day he does, but. It's all about portion and exactly. not overdoing it. Yes. And he's probably like super enjoying it as he's doing it. He serves himself. Oh my gosh, like yes. Special... He doesn't talk the whole time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how he's enjoying <laughs> he's it. Like, yeah, he's like, his own little universe, yeah. blissful universe of yeah. dessert. Like, wow, this is amazing. Well, let's say who he is. Like, because he's pretty, yeah. um, you know, he is, and we'll have him on the podcast at some point. Um, he's also my coach. He does all of the programming at the gym that we go to. If we're in my, if you're in Miami, it's vice fitness near the falls. We'll put the, uh, you know, the website in the show notes, if you guys are interested in coming. Um, but he is like the best coach that I've ever like met ever. Like one of the most top exemplary coaches, uh, in both like the programming, Mm -hmm. uh, that he does. And then just like how technical, he is like with everything like he has gotten me just with like little tweaks little like little tiny shifts that he'll make in my body or things that he'll tell me that have completely changed the way that I lift and the way that my body moves Uh, I was really kind of struggling at the beginning when we started Um, not super struggling I think I've always like moved well Mm -hmm. but in terms of like doing a power clean or something like now I feel really confident in them yeah you can tell with your body language yes from day and that's not even let's say May so yeah half half a year yeah and you've improved not only in your lifts and your strength but your confidence yes you don't dread doing this no no yeah you kind of you look forward to it it. well because he would tell Mm me um, light it on fire spark it up spark it up you know so he would so that like is a and I think of that sometimes when like I need to like push myself a little bit more it's like light it on fire picture your yourself just like getting in there and just doing it Mm -hmm. so like once I saw the way he coached I was like oh wow I'm hooked into like this way of training like really functional fitness doing cool things like you know sled pulls and pushes and compound lifts with weight training and planks and core stuff just really amazing stuff but he uh, is a CrossFit Masters. Is he a Masters? He's a CrossFit Masters okay. athlete. Okay. Yeah. So he went to the games three years ago. Okay. And so he was top 10 in the world Amazing. in men 40 to 44, which is like crazy in yeah. the world. Like yeah. sometimes I look at him 
dude, you're, yeah, yeah. you're really fucking good at CrossFit, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's not that he's good, it's that he's, he studies it. He's done. And he well, he's understands, obsessed. he's obsessed, he understands the body. We'll be yes. like, I'll be talking to him about something life, like, la la, you wanna uh-huh. do this? And he'll be like, so what do you think about this and this and this? Because, you know, and he'll be talk about the order of a sequence of movements. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, you didn't listen to what, yeah. col- what color I thought the wall should be at all, right? He's yeah. Like, so, okay, I'm going to do, yeah, know, yeah. I got to go from thrusters and then to yes. pull-ups and then to box jumps. And you're yes. not going to do this thrusters to box jumps to running and just yeah. the way he understands the body, the way the body works and how to get the most out of your body. So you're gradually... Getting stronger, getting in better shape, yeah, cardiovascular wise yes. and strength wise, Just and you you don't feel beat up like no. at our gym oh, we don't have gosh. rest days, so our rest yeah. day is a Sunday. You yeah. can really you've you've done it. Yes. You went from two days a week to three to four, and now you're up to six. Now I'm at six, and, and I really want to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I don't. It's really transformed for me. We're here in my office at home, and I was showing Britt a picture of me. Um, at a time when I was in grad school, when I forced myself to run every single day, I didn't have a period. You guys have kind of heard a little bit about this, but, um, and it was like, uh, kind of like a negative energy. Mm-hmm. Like you must go, you have to, I have to punish do this. yourself. Like it's just a really different mindset. And now it's like, I want to go because first of all, I see my friends and yes. like, <laughs> it's fun, uh, in the morning and we watch the sunrise and we watch the sunrise together and it's good and positive energy, but it's like, I know if I don't go, I'm not going to physically feel awesome. Mm-hmm. And after going, I feel amazing. And then I'm ready to start my day. So, uh, no, I don't feel beat up. And for people out there, you know, I think what he does at the gym is more like, you know, functional fitness overall. Absolutely. He has little CrossFit watts in there, but it's more like holistic view yeah. versus just like straight CrossFit because, because you, I came from that. Yeah. You know? And I used to, I got fucked up hormonally where I like needed to take breaks from the mm-hmm. gym for two years. I had to stop lifting and I, uh, was killed and smashed every single time that I went there and I was still with the bad intention um, so that's why I think like what he does and you is never really hear amazing. his cues or you never hear his coaching, yeah, yeah. like one more rep, like, yeah, 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 you yeah, can yeah, do it, like yeah. get your ass off the floor. Yeah, you exactly. know, it's not that CrossFit has a bad, menta- a bad stigma yeah. and rep that you got to kill yourself to, to get a good workout in. Exactly. You don't, it needs yeah. to be a balance. Like you said, it's a holistic approach because you feel good. Yes. He wants you to feel good. And he does the workouts himself. He does all of the same workouts. Um, so he knows he, he's really in tune with it. Yes. He doesn't want to wake up and feel dead and his well, muscles exactly. hurt and yeah. super sore where he can't work out again. Yeah, no. So he's, he has that mindset of what's, how do I get the most out of people and challenge themselves and have them just, it's, for me, it's really about feeling. Well, exactly. And let's get kind of get into that of like how we can put our feeling first, because I think a lot of people and even thinking back to my old self, like I was never super confident, Mm -hmm. you know, super uh, like I never had like super high self-esteem or like the confidence that I have now. And you have that same sort of energy, that same like human sunshine. That's what I always tell you. I'm like, I I see you. I'm like, you're always happy. And it makes, you know, it makes an effect in the people around you, but you you're super confident. You just have this aura. That's like, 
I got this, like whatever's happening. But I think it's because you prioritize the way that you feel mm-hmm. and you know that like you and I have a tendency to like overthink and analyze and like we're very sensitive very sensitive so in order to like manage that and to be our kind of like the best version of us we have to feel a certain way and then nutrition and our training are just avenues to get there yeah even so you know you and I will talk when we go on vacation and we've talked about the days well I I can't miss a word I can't can't not wake up and do something yeah whether it's like air squats or stretching or you know going for a run no pressure just giving myself 21 minutes to -hmm. just kind of start my day right and you do the same thing when you go on vacation. Now. It, now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Because, you know, now I feel like I have, yeah. taking your, it's your morning happy pill. Well, exactly. You know it's going to make you feel good. It's like I wouldn't wake up and not have a cup of coffee. I'm, yeah. I'm just used to that. And Exactly. Talk about habit. That's allocating time because I'll, I'll always make time to start my day giving myself that. Because if not, the world better fucking watch out. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. even my husband, we went to Amsterdam on our honeymoon. And he would go to the coffee shop in the morning and work on his programming. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, all right, babe, I'll see you later. I would go for a run. Yeah. And if I don't go for a run, if I'm like, no, I'm going to sit you with the coffee shop. He's like, uh-oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, babe, like, go outside and do some burpees because yeah. he knows that... I need to have that every day and it makes me feel good. Well, and, and again, that the body is really the foundation, like the body affects the mind. Absolutely. So like before you and I became friends again now, my vacation time was like, oh, I'll count the walk as my exercise, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But like, or like randomly I would do a hotel workout, but like it wasn't something that I did consistently. And then now like meeting you again has really shown me like, no, I can do this. Like I, I was in Boston recently and I was like in an Airbnb. I was like, Oh, I can't do anything. Cause I'm in an Airbnb. And then you were like, no, like <laughs> don't give yourself that, that easy way out because you can easily do just give me 15 minutes. Like, and I think you gave me a 15 minute workout one day when I was going to be like, fuck it. I just, I'm going to just get the day started. And those 15 minutes of just like even sweating a little bit totally changed the trajectory of my day, not in an obsessed way. It's like not obsessive at all. It's just like, this is something that's going to pay off so exponentially that it's always worth it to do it. Even if I don't feel like always. it, yeah, if it, I don't it, want it literally, to. even if you don't feel like it, if you, if you take a look back and say, if I don't do this, am I going to, you know, am I going to feel as good as if I've, not force myself to do it, but it takes about five minutes to get into a workout. Yeah. Right. So yes. I gave you a 15 minute workout. The first five minutes you were like, I'm tired. I'm on vacation. I'm yeah. in an Airbnb. Like this girl's crazy. Making yeah, yeah. Airbnb's <laughs> and air squats. Like uh-huh. so annoying. Well, you forget about it. Yeah. And 10 minutes in, you feel really good. You feel amazing. And, and now it's like, now I'm myself. And then you're, I'm almost done. Yeah. And then your husband should be sending me yeah, yeah. wine and protein yeah, yeah. bars <laughs> to put them at my doorstep because... Yeah. I'm preventing you from being well, he's in a bad mood later. Like, <laughs> on Sundays, he's like, just go for a walk. Like, just go, yeah. go outside. Because it, you know, and I think many people that listen to the podcast are this type of person too. Well, I know for sure, like just sensitive, maybe in their heads sometimes, emotional, mm-hmm. um, are big time feelers and lovers. Um, so I think if you have that emotion and like that type of energy inside of you, sometimes you just need to get it out 
And I think by like doing the workout and to train every single day is a moment of you showing up for yourself. Like it's just yeah. the fi- first five minutes of like deciding. It's not the actual workout. It's like deciding that you're going to do it and then just executing it and doing it no matter what. Because now like I rarely miss you never, a day. You never, never miss unless you I get never. home late from a work trip the night before. Yeah, never. And you even came one morning. I took an Uber. <laughs> you came, yeah. you took an Uber. My car was in an you accident. came late. You're like, oh no, I'm yeah. late. I was just come. You're yeah. going to, you're going to thank me. You're exactly. going to feel better. And it's, you're right. It's about showing up for yourself, knowing that I'm going to feel good after. Exactly. And it's also about enjoying the process of, you know, just for me, it's like a recess. Like, yes. like playing, giving yes. myself this time to not think about what I'm going to cook for dinner, the bills, you know, I didn't do this, I didn't mm-hmm. do that, or the outside stress, just kind of a release. And I talk to a lot of moms who say they don't have the time. Yes. And you know, I'm not a mom and yet. And moms listen so to the show. Yeah. I'm not a mom yet, so I don't know. And I ask them, you know, I think try to reprioritize maybe even a couple days a week. They don't have the luxury like you and I to fit it in, mm-hmm. but I do coach some moms in an A15 class in the morning and they tell me, you know, I'm so stressed and my kid's sick and all these things. I said, you know, you showed up to, you showed up to the gym. Yeah. I don't care that you're tired. I don't care that you feel under the weather. Just get through the workout. And afterwards they always, always feel better. Always. And then they're a better version the for their yeah. husband and for themselves and for, and for their kids, because if you're not happy with yourself and you don't feel good, what what are you showing up for the world? And that's what this is all about, is like, I want to encourage humans out there and, and women and people to do what it is that they need to do in order to go live their life and mm-hmm. be the best person that they can be, whether you're a mom, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a gym owner or a coach or whatever you are, whatever it is that like your gift is, um, in order to really do that. It's being selfish. It's making yeah. sure that... You, and it's okay you to take do that. It's self-care. Oh, no. It's absolutely know? necessary. Yeah. Because not doing that and putting... I'll tell my best friend who, you know, recently got back into working out. She was telling me she wasn't feeling good. And I said, you've been an athlete your whole life. You've always worked out. And you just stopped working out mm-hmm. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Of course you don't feel good. Yeah, exactly. Like, what... You, you don't... You haven't gone for a run. You haven't gone to your fitness class. Mm-hmm. Just start doing it and start eating right and stop, you know, get back to yourself. Exactly. And then That's what it's really about. you'll be happier. And yeah. you know, I saw her a week later and she's like, Oh my God, I feel so much better. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> there's my best friend because yeah, that yeah. other girl was not you. Well, exactly. And that's you why being that, selfish that in order to, to do that, you have to get uncomfortable and then know that like sometimes the things that will make you feel your best are not the easiest mm-hmm. and that are not, um, you know, the things that will feel good sometimes like sometimes yeah. you kind of have to feel uncomfortable in order to feel better absolutely when it comes to nutrition you have like a really balanced view as well and you and I talk about nutrition too even though like I'm a nutritionist and like I know everything I think sometimes when you get like everybody needs a coach everybody needs someone that they can talk to so what is you what would you tell people out there in terms of having like a really healthy relationship with food which you do have like mm-hmm. I never hear you stress about your food ever um if they want to get to like that balanced way of eating there's, that doesn't feel restrictive. Right. Like, there's no, um, everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle and you have to figure out what works best for you. What foods make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And it just 
try different try different things. You have to constantly be changing the way you eat and the way you approach food. So for, you know, you and I talk, I love to eat because I know it's going to make me feel good. I know yes. I'm going to feel good in the workout. I'm not mm, going to eat something fuel. that's going to make us bloated. Yes. You know, that's going to make me feel lazy. Yeah. It's going to make me want to go to sleep afterwards. Which is a real thing. Yeah. Like those, <laughs> like certain foods will make you feel that Certain way. foods make you feel it. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's a restrictive, it's never a diet. No, Because never. you're eating, my mom recently just did this, you know, she felt bloated for years. And I said, mom, you were eating a lot of processed food. Just try to eat wholesome. Yeah. You know, just switch to wholesome things. And she was eating cereal or waffles and, you know, Eggos in the morning and a protein bar. Mm -hmm. And it was filled with sugar and whatever the hell else was in there. 27 different ingredients. And she started eating eggs and maybe some spinach on the side or turkey bacon or, Mm -hmm. you know, turkey sausages. And then for lunch, she would have a salad with a protein, obviously grilled or baked or sauteed in olive oil. Mm -hmm. And for dinner, the same thing. And she lost her bloat within two months. Oh, and she yeah. had so in much week, probably. She had so much energy and she yes. said, I wish I would have done this years ago. And she's 65. Yeah. And imagine how many years she felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She never challenged herself to she would go on these diets and lose weight and feel great. But my dad said, I don't like my girlfriend when she goes on a diet. He would call her her girlfriend. Uh, because that wasn't his wife. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she was she was moody. Yeah. She yeah. was feeding him like food that tasted like nothing. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't happy. She wasn't her best self. So she had to learn later in life to create a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. And, you know, you and I talk about, it's just, are we, are we having this snack every single day because we're used to it or do we really want it? Well, and that talks about, that even goes for your Reese's, for your Justin's Reese's pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing peanut butter cups. Yes. And sometimes I have to just be like, this is not aligned with the way that I want to feel right now. Because I do yeah. feel, after I eat them, I do feel a little sleepy. I do feel like, I, like I'm going to want more the next day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just how I am with sugar. Like I just do best if I, cut, like, if I just put a hard stop to it. Because I know that if not, it'll turn into an everyday habit. And that's not something that is going to allow me to feel my best if I'm doing it every single day. Yeah. It's special. It's an occasion. But I know that I'm going to have to foster discipline around it if I want to keep it in my life. And I think that that's an important thing to say about, about sugar mm-hmm. um, and how, bitch, how habitual all of these different things can be. And the same with our healthy eating. Like you're used to having your eggs in the morning with your veggies. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, you and I are very habitual where we like eating the same shit every day. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, we can eat the same thing every day. Not yes. a lot of people can do that and get bored, but it's just practicing and experimenting and enjoying the journey exactly it's not a destination it's a Mm -hmm. lifestyle because it's a it's a a shift in your mind and a shift that you approach the food yeah you're not restricting yourself i don't have to eat this yeah i want to eat this i want to because i know i'm going to feel good afterwards and it's self-care it's another form of self-care it's absolutely even if even if you have to put in effort because like it would be much easier to have like I don't know uh, a piece of pizza, mm-hmm. something quick and easy something and cheap. Something quick and easy and cheap, um, as opposed to you know making chicken or something in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, or putting in a little bit more effort into make a wholesome meal versus just grabbing something really quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that people really struggle with. But I think if you put 
you're feeling first, like we always talk about too, like I just want to feel awesome. So this way of eating is appealing to me. Yeah. Associating. Yeah, absolutely. Associating the feeling and not being so strict or rigid with, but what's in it. Exactly. And just, and being prepared. Yeah. You know, no, like you and I, we know around a certain time of day, we're going to get hungry. Yeah. So I always have a snack. Yes. You know, a healthy snack, whether, mm-hmm. whether it's a protein and a fat and, or I love my Greek yogurt in the mm-hmm. afternoon with my nuts and it yeah. and cinnamon. Yeah. That's what Perfect. I look forward to. And I know around four o'clock, I'm going to be, hungry. I'm going to want that and I yeah. have it and feel good. And then I can go on with my day. And I think at some points, like this stuff is automatic, but I think too, it's important to develop discipline Mm -hmm. to know like what it is that you need to do in order to feel the way that you want to feel and to be able to foster that discipline in your life. Yeah. Well, just in constantly learning about yourself and evolving. Exactly. And not being so just, it's just taking it day by day too. Yeah. Don't look at the journey of... I want to look this way. I want to feel this way. Like I can't eat this way forever. Well, exactly. And I think like, you know, you and I could talk forever. Like we do talk all day, every day, but, um, we'll start to wrap it up now. And I just want to say that like the changes that I've seen in my own body, uh, now, Mm -hmm. like working out with you guys for six months and kind of just changing my diet a little bit, um, less, uh, sweet stuff, even less, a little bit less fruit, a little bit less, uh, starch, just kind of being mindful of my portions while I add more protein. Um, loving the way that I'm eating, loving the way that I'm working out, never feeling like it's annoying or a chore or whatever. Maybe in the moment, sometimes I like want to roll my eyes, but after I always feel great. Um, I'm really now putting in the least amount of effort into my food and my training and then getting the best results. That, that I've ever seen. Because I think you shifted the focus not in, I have to do this. Well, this to, is something To look I a certain do. way. Exactly. You just have focus on, okay, this feels good. Yes. And I'm going to go do the workout and, well, yeah, Britt's going to give me that eye and yeah. she's going to make me do this. But yeah. you kind of stepped up to the plate the other day. I looked at you and I didn't say anything about lifting heavier. And you went up there and you picked up the next set of dumbbells. Oh, the yeah. 35 pounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say anything to you. No, and I you know. Just, you just well, did it on I your want own. To. And now I'm used to that feeling you, of having it not be easy. You broke through the threshold it, of the uncomfortableness. Yeah. And now I'm used to the discomfort. It mm-hmm. feels different in my body to me if I grab something that's going to be, uh, that I'm comfortable with versus doing something a little bit more challenging. Yeah. I'm going to feel better afterwards. And, and little by little, you're going to, oh, this isn't as heavy as it was a couple weeks ago. And then you progressively overload. And that's yeah. like, when it comes to strength training, that's, what's really important. You always get stronger, stronger exactly. every day for, for yourself. Yes. So I always ask a few quick fire questions Ooh. at the end. Um, I really love to read. And the listeners are big readers. So are there any books that like have just had a big impact in your life or anything that you've been maybe reading recently that has as well? It doesn't have to be fancy or anything. No, there's actually, I don't read ever, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I just, I prefer to talk to people and to get their experience. Uh And that's like people of all walks of life yes you know so hanging out at the gym yeah <laughs> I guess I'm reading people's minds yes <laughs> sure, or, but or having them, them tell me like their life their association with fitness their journey their what they eat mm-hmm. what makes them feel good it just 
I just like talking to people. Yeah, and, and you're so good at it. And life you know? experience. Yeah. Even if it's a random person at Starbucks. Well, you're you know? like, hey, you have this way of connecting with people that's so like positive and like that people really want to talk to you. Well, I just so that's super. You important. never know who you're gonna meet. Well, you exactly. Never know sparking a simple conversation will change your life. Yeah, yeah. Like you and I sparked a conversation I when I ran into you like ten years we, later after ceramics class, and here I know. we are. I know. Six months well, I get talked, to see you every single morning. And now, and we talked that day for like forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was an hour. Yeah. I was definitely late yeah. to work. I know. <laughs> and I was like, like, "I'm oh my sorry." God, we're I ran into my friend I yeah. haven't seen I since high school ceramics class. And I know. She's amazing, yeah. and she lives in my community, and we're gonna be workout buddies. Yeah, and now, and now, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's super important as well. You can learn just to, everyone has their own avenue of mm-hmm. you know uh, ingesting information and talking to people and getting their experiences is amazing. The next question I ask is purely selfish because I'm so curious about everyone. Um, if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be many courses. Oh man, okay. I love salmon. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you always, I'm so waiting for you to cook your salmon. I know. Salmon. I would say salmon and some kind of like salad, something really refreshing and filling. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm going to say something mango or passion fruity mm-hmm. for dessert. Yeah, delicious. And some crunch. You gotta have like some pita chips in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a big like, cr- I like the yeah, crunch yeah. factor. Like texture. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big texture mm-hmm. fan. Awesome. Yeah, it's salmon. <laughs> and another thing I asked too is because like I'm always fascinated on, on people's views about like what's out there in terms of like a, a greater force mm-hmm. or the universe or whatever it is. So what are your thoughts on that of like kind of what's going on in life and and what's out there? I feel like we're all searching for like someone predestined this path for us or some outside force. And, you know, I just take it day by day. Like the universe, I approach situations. The universe put me here to learn, to learn a lesson, whether it's running into you on the street or, Mm -hmm. you know, the other day I... You almost get in fender benders every day with Miami <laughs> and you can totally yep. completely lose your cool, yeah. lose your cool. Yeah. But it often reminds me to just let it go. And I, I approach, I try to approach situations like, okay, this is, this is teaching me something. The universe put this, put me in this situation to make me stronger or, you know, maybe I needed to cry to get yes. it out and to realize yeah. as much as I want to be a strong person and, you know, passionate and confident I'm sensitive as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even. And it's okay. Yeah, and you know maybe it is the moon cycle, like we talked, we talk mm-hmm. about, or certain time of month, energies and we're dealing and, things, or yeah. energies, and mm-hmm. it's also I just really believe in surrounding yourself with people who feel good, you know, yeah. and who aren't a drag and who aren't bringing you down. They build you up, and they can just be themselves and be humble mm-hmm. and cry in front of you, yeah, and bitch in front of you. Yeah. You know, you and I are sassy with each other I in know. the morning sometimes. But then we'll I send know. a text later, like, "Sorry, love yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. I was tired, or like, I I was, "I'm getting my period." Sorry, I gave you that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I appreciate just being real, the rawness. Yeah, well, because that's part of being human too. Is you having like the shitty emotions or yeah. like the bad moods? It's never perfect, but as long as like you're just real and open then it's yeah. like it's totally fine and being emotional and 
all we're all human. I know. We're I know. all exactly going through the same thing. Yeah, we are. On a daily basis, some of our paths are differently, and we're handed different cards, so to speak. But it's yeah. how you show up to the situation and how you deal with it. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, who you surround, how, and how you start your morning. Yes, and yeah. I can't like. I always talk about this like in my Instagram stories or even like sometimes here on the podcast, having a group of people that you can work out with, even just having one person, even uh, one, yeah. even one, like if, or even like if you can't find anybody in person, maybe like even starting a group online, maybe you have a group chat mm-hmm. where you can tell yourselves like, Hey, I worked out today. That has been so game changing for me. Um, it's being, cause we've all become really good friends. Well, it's you being know? connected to a community and yeah. you know, a couple weeks I was talking to my husband about it in the beginning and I said, you know, I probably, everybody has their different lives. I'm not going to hang out with these other girls in the morning class, but I know exactly how we're going to get close. And that day I said, girls need girls. Yeah. And we text each other all day long. Yeah. The most <laughs> randomest shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about how the rubber band hit us in the vagina or someone's yesterday. kid was sick yeah. or how Ashley hit her leg on the box and I gave her yesterday. a cold beer to ice yeah. it and I kept working out. Yeah. I and did then it she after. had FOMO. Yeah. And she joined in the workout. Yeah. And she finished it. Yeah. You know, after and being like. And then I like, forgot about my leg. Yeah. And I was going to call 911. And then she, and then I didn't call the ambulance. I refused yeah. to. Yeah. Because I knew that her leg wasn't shattered and there yeah. was no blood and she was fine. Yeah, totally. And it's just, it's, it's, but you're right. Even if you don't have anybody else physically, mm-hmm. it's connecting whether on a social community, Facebook groups, Instagram. Yeah. There's there, your people are out there. Yeah. You just, and it's funny too, because like, you know, that I've been going through like just a huge amount of change mm-hmm. this past year and this coming year as well is just going to be like big time changes for me. And as I do that, new circumstances, new people are coming into my life. And I've had to let go of a lot of things that like, just don't feel as good to me anymore when they were once comforting. And that's been a difficult process. But as I let go of certain things, I feel like the universe works off of space, absolutely, off of like not outer space, but like, you know, <laughs> empty space. So like if you let something go, trusting that something better is going to take new, its place. A new opportunity. A new opportunity. And I think that that happens in every aspect too. Yeah. Absolutely. The last thing I ask is, and it doesn't have to be like fancy or like super, you know, mind blowing or whatever, but what is the greatest piece of advice that you have been given that's like had a big impact in your life? Mm. And again, it doesn't have to be like anything intense or whatever, just like something that maybe you think of sometimes when you're confronted with stuff i think the biggest piece of advice is just not to react oh yeah and (laughs) especially us yeah yeah you know i'm a scorpio so i do have a little bit of fire sign in me Mm -hmm. and kind of just taking a deep breath and thinking of okay how am i going to feel in five minutes if, if i react this way or if i act on impulse and just kind of being and being mindful of other people. My parents are really good examples of communication with each other. And mm-hmm. I think that goes for like relationship advice with humans of all, you know, your friends, your best friends, the friends you don't talk to, your significant other. Just being communica- communicative mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself. Telling, not being afraid to tell someone when you don't like the way they say something that makes yes. you feel. Yeah. That's, it's a really hard lesson. Yeah. And we're grown, we, you know, we're always taught to act a certain way. 
and to behave, you know, yeah, and yeah. to represent like yeah, yeah, your yeah. family or, mm-hmm. or, or something. But at the end of the day, you just have to be honest with yourself. This isn't making me feel good anymore. I'm going to tell this person or this isn't making me feel good anymore. I'm, I'm not going to go to that party. I'm going to go for a run instead and just... And saying no, learning to say no yes. is huge. Oh my God, yes. Not feeling obligated to always be around each other. And that goes back to self-love. Yeah. Saying no, care. knowing that if I stay home and I go for a walk and, you know, when I, whenever we go for a walk and we put ourselves in an outside situation, you see other people. Oftentimes, I mean, I'm dodging too. lizards on the ground. So <laughs> I, I'm laughing like... <laughs> You know, you see, you see, maybe you see a, a pretty sunset. Yeah. Or you just giving yourself that time of day to just zone out and, yeah. and let, let everything go. Mm-hmm. Funny and not take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you and I are constantly laughing at each other. I know, like, constantly. I know. <laughs> I had a bee. I have to tell the I know. story. About <laughs> oh my God, go I, We were doing abs outside because we love to watch the sunrise. Yeah. And I was like, let's go outside. And it was, it was beautiful. The sky was all black and we were looking at the stars and Mm -hmm. the sun was slowly rising and we're doing the abs together and I scream and slap my ear and I'm like, Oh my God, a bee just went in my fucking ear. He's in my ear. And then I was (laughs) completely, I I heard him moving and then I yawned like an hour later and I was like, Oh guys, like I named him Pete. My husband's name is Panos, which (laughs) means Peter in, Uh um, in Amer- in English. Yeah. And I was like, elusive Pete is still there. Yeah. But of course I refused to go to the doctor because yeah. nobody saw Pete in there and I did yeah. all these holistic treatments, pouring hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. and water and shit and trying to wash him out. And the, the point of the story, I guess, is we, we just had fun with it. We, yeah, exactly. We were laughing. And it was and like <laughs> the next day, the next few days, like, oh God, is he still in there? Is elusive you know Pete I mean? still in there? Yeah. But you remind me of that to like not take things so seriously because I think with our personalities of kind of being intense, mm-hmm. we need that balance. Yeah. Um, you, you need know. to make fun of yourselves. You need to make fun and of yourselves. And that comes from our situation in high school where I peed my pants in ceramics class because, <laughs> you know, we were always talking while the teacher was talking. Yeah. And she always reminded us to put the lid on super tight of the paint jars. <laughs> and, you know, Ashley and I were such in deep conversation with her other best friend, with Michelle. Yeah, yeah. That... She shook the can and literally <laughs> the paint went everywhere all over her on. face, stained yeah. her shirt. Yeah. And I knew the teacher was going to be so oh, mad, gosh, but I was so it. happy that she did it instead of me Yeah. because she was actually a good, and she like followed the rules and she was a good student. I just yeah. did whatever the hell I wanted with my ceramics piece. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was like that, that serious situation where it could have been, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like scared of the teacher. And instead, we just laughed, and I literally peed the stool. Yeah, I remember. I peed my pants the whole day. I remember, yeah. And it's just funny things like that happen. Laughing in the situation, not taking anything too seriously. And that happens to me all the time, too. Like, with my water bottle. I've done it with Parmesan cheese. You're clumsy. Yeah, yeah. You did it with the sweet potatoes. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) I left sweet potatoes boiling in the middle of the workout where I had to leave the gym um, in order to remember them. But um, this has been so much fun. Yes. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me. We, these are the conversations that we have like offline all the time. And I just knew that your thoughts and your inspiration will be so valuable to the people that listen just because you have such a balanced view and you're looking at your own journey. It's just so inspiring to hear like what you've gone through, what you've done and how 
people can come into your life mm-hmm. to help you and Absolutely. and and we need that as yeah. humans we all need that we yeah. all need to feed off of each other's energy and yeah it just takes listening and being open to and embracing new challenges and new ideas and i sent you that quote the other day people don't know how good they really can feel yeah exactly because you and i both are in a situation where we probably didn't think we could feel this good yeah. a decade ago. No way. And no I definitely way. didn't think in ceramics class we would No, be like, no way. Like <laughs> you know, it's kismet that are, that are past cross. So. At, at the right time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I was ready to, to get back into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but if people want to say hi to you online, where can they find you? Like on Instagram or something? Ocean Amore. Ocean Amore. Okay, yeah. we'll put it in the show notes. Ocean Amore. Um, thanks, Britt. Of course. That's so much fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.